Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. The sun is going down and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I am your host, Lena Nazari. Just go check out lenanazari.com. You'll find out everything about me, where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, the stuff I'm doing, when books come out, how to order them, uh, how to reach out to me, all of that good stuff. Um, I haven't talked about this in a little while, so please... Like, subscribe, comment, uh, follow, whatever, to get this out to more people. It's it's amazing how many times I'm at appearances and I talk about the podcast and people say, oh, I didn't know about that. And, and they love vampires, so they would love to have been listening this whole time. Also, go to Spotify and check out the Eternal Night Shift series soundtrack. It is how I am manifesting my dreams, one of the ways. Uh, is uh, I whenever I'm writing a new book or rereading an old one or thinking about the characters, sometimes I'm inspired by different songs and I'll just throw them on there. And there's actually songs mentioned in the books that are on the list. And I have had people send me uh, recommendations. They're like, oh, I think this song would be great. So please go listen, download it, um, share it, uh, add your own songs. I, I love when people do that. Let's let's dive into this one. Let's sink our teeth into this one because I'm excited to talk about this one. You've all heard me say, I, I just want something different. So when I stumble across something different, whether I like it or don't like it, whether it's my cup of tea or not, I just love different. Speaking of tea, so I wanted to have uh, one of my vampire teas tonight that I haven't tried yet. And I always like to try and tie it into the theme of the movie. And so I saw this label and I was like, oh, yes. So this is called Guilty Pleasures. And um, for those of you who are not watching YouTube, you're just listening. There's like this badass redheaded dominatrix on the front. She's got this guy by a collar. And I was like, this is perfect because the girl in this movie tonight, man, she is kicking ass. She does not play around. So this was perfect. And then I read the back. It's black tea with blackberries and peaches. And I was like, yes, please. And then I saw that there's caffeine in it. And I was like, definitely. So this is what I'm having tonight. Guilty pleasures. And you can check out the description uh, for links to vampire tea. So let's try this. Am I the only one that smells stuff before I taste it? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, wow. Is that it? It makes me think of like jam, like a really rich jam. Ooh, 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 ooh I like that one. Maybe it's going to tap into, you know, the dominatrix within me. Let's see what the description says. 
It's so good it makes you feel bad. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Guilty pleasures. Yes. I'm going to add this one to my rotation, especially when I need the caffeine. Like right now. <clears throat> okay. For those of you who have never listened or watched, massive spoiler alert. Okay. My whole thing is that I tell you everything. Who dies? How they die? Who hooks up with who? Who gets pregnant? All that stuff. I am going to talk about it. So... If you're somebody who likes to watch the movie first, then you should probably pause this and go watch the movie. Like I said last week, it's available on this app called Pluto TV, but I just bought it on Prime because I didn't want to deal with the commercials. And yes, it is a foreign film. Yes, it is in Farsi. And um, yes, you can have English subtitles and it's fine. Don't stress about it. It's definitely worth um hearing Farsi and reading English. Trust me, it's totally worth it. Okay. A girl walks home alone at night. Summary. And I apologize for my pronunciations. Please don't come at me. I'm, I'm trying my best. Okay. A young, hardworking, Iranian, hardworking. My country just came out hardworking. All right. A young, hardworking, Iranian man named Arash lives with and takes care of his heroin-addicted father, Hossein. They are harassed by a cruel drug dealer pimp. That's never a good combo, drug dealer pimp. Should probably avoid those, just saying. Named Saeed, who seizes the young man's prized car in exchange for money the father owes him. In a crime of opportunity, Arash steals a pair of diamond earrings from the wealthy young woman he works for, Shade. Saeed comes across a strange young woman in a Shador. Is that right? Or is it Chatter? I think it's Chatter. We're going to go with Chatter. She persuades Saeed to take her back to his apartment. And they just call her the girl, by the way. She doesn't have a name. While there, she grows long fangs and first bites off his finger, then goes for his neck, killing him. As she leaves, she's passed by Arash, who has come to offer the earrings for his car. He finds Saeed dead and takes back his car keys along with a suitcase of drugs and cash. Arash decides to sell the drugs, allowing him to quit his job working for Shade. Later, he goes to a costume party at a nightclub dressed as Dracula, where, it is, where he is persuaded by Shade into taking one of the ecstasy pills he is selling. Under the influence, he becomes disoriented and ends up lost at night on the street. The girl spends her time listening to music alone in her apartment, skateboarding and bedeviling pedestrians at night. Oh, that's a good word, bedeviling. I'm going to have to use that one more often. Until she comes across the lost Arash. He shows vulnerability and compassion and she takes him to her home where they listen to music and she resists his exposed neck. They meet the next night and she says that he does not know that he, he says, she says that he does not know the terrible things she has done. I'm pretty sure he's the one that said that line though. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They met, um, he is unfazed, gives her the earrings and at her request pierces her ears with a safety pin. I mean, we've all been there, right? But she eventually leaves. Ati, a prostitute who worked for Saeed, is followed at night by the woman, and they retreat to the prostitute's apartment. The woman gives Ati the payment Saeed owed her. 
They have a conversation during which the women realize that Ati no longer remembers what it is to desire. Then she leaves. Suffering from heroin withdrawal, Hossein has an episode where he believes Arash's cat is his dead wife. Infuriated by his father, Arash gives him drugs and money and throws him out, telling him to take the cat with him. Hossein goes to Ati and forces her to take heroin with him. They are found by the woman who kills Hossein. After Ati helps her dispose of Hossein's body, she tells the woman to take the cat and leave. The following morning, morning Arash discovers Hossein's body. Distressed, he runs to the apartment of the woman, begs her to run away with him. As she's gathering up her things, the cat appears and Arash realizes that she had something to do with his father's death. Arash and the woman drive off together, but he pulls off to the side of the road, angry and undecided about what to do, but then he eventually gets back in the car, and the two continue their trip onwards. Yep. Everything I just said, that was the movie. That was what, that was what I watched. Okay. So some trivia and some crossovers. Uh, so, little trivia, this was executive produced by Elijah Wood, and he is very verbal about his love of horror, his passion for getting good, creative horror out there. I feel like he and I would be best friends. Elijah, if you ever watch this, can we please hang out? Because I feel like we would talk all day long about horror and have so much fun. Um, this is the first Farsi-spoken vampire film and the first vampire film set in the Middle East. The writer-director um, said that, quote-unquote, every piece of the story, every character, every costume, every bit of music is something that she's loved to the point of obsession. And um, yeah, we've all been there. She feels that vampires are a mix of things, a serial killer, a romantic, a historian, a drug addict. They're sort of all of these things in one. Okay, I like it. Uh, there are no crossovers. I checked every actor, actress in the movie. Um, they have never been in anything else vampire. And let me tell you, that actress that plays Ati, oh my gosh, she speaks like six languages. I feel so lazy. Vampiric references. The only one is somebody uh, dressing as Dracula at a costume party and even says, I'm Dracula. So... And at one point in time, he has the plastic teeth in and he is high as balls. And it, it was just like such a great, great moment. Relationship to humans. So we only see one vampire in this film, obviously. She walks amongst the humans, feeds off of them, steals their valuables and their CDs, um, and obviously falls in love with one. So there's some interactions with humans in here. It's the usual vampire-human dynamics that we're all used to. You know, stealing watches, listening to music, slow dancing, that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, if uh, they're saying, hey, I'm Dracula. So vampires are known in this world. However, it is believed by all that they are not real. So, uh, you know, when somebody sees fangs pop, they're going to know, oh, it's a vampire. But they don't believe vampires are real. We are going to add a new category. So we've always done relationship to humans. We're going to add relationship to animals. Uh, we know that there are some vampires that can control animals like Dracula. We also know that there are some vampires that are actively attacked by animals like let the right one in. Uh, in this one, it is neither. 
she has this lovely cat who's who has got lots of screen time. So like, good for you. He even, he's even credited, which is great. And this cat lets her snuggle him and, um, and, and loves up on her. So in this world, animals, at least cats, interact with vampires exactly as they do humans. And this cat, such a good boy. You should see him in the car. I was looking at my dog like, look at this cat being so good in the car. And you act like an absolute lunatic when you're in the car. Like, does not, doesn't that make you feel ashamed that that cat can be so good? Anyhow, if you're going to watch it, watch it just for the cat. He was so good. Appearance. So until her vampire characteristics show, she looks entirely human. There is no indication that she is a vampire until the fangs. Yes, we have two sharp, retractable, very nice length, absolutely perfect fangs, exactly how I like them to be. Blood. Yup. She loves the blood. And like I said, when Arash comes over, they're like kind of, she's like kind of got her head. She, she, you can tell she wants to feed, but she doesn't do it. And you know, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Listening to music, slow dancing, not feeding off of him. What else do you want? And she, he pierces her ears. It's, it's like, it's like middle school. It's great. Food. We never see her eat. And actually, she's handed food twice in this movie. First, Atis hands her a plum, and then Arash brings her a hamburger, which, like, oh, okay, bring me a cheeseburger and I'm in. Um, but she even, like, she kind of picks that and he even says, like, I've never met somebody who doesn't like a burger. So they make a point to show that she does not eat food. And we never see her drink anything else other than blood. Okay. Sunlight. We never see her in the sun. As a matter of fact, um, he like goes to find her after he finds his dad's body and he sits outside until dark when she comes out. Sleep. She sleeps in a bed in a windowless basement apartment. So you know those apartments that it's usually like a three-story and you see them a lot like in Georgetown and DC and New York and stuff and she's the bottom apartment so she goes down the stairs and then she's the basement apartment which is perfect. She got a cute little pad too let me tell you. Very cute. Um, here is something interesting. We do not see this very often at all, but in this, the vampire dreams. She has a few dreams. So that's interesting. Um, I address it in my books, but it's not often addressed in vampire films or TV shows or books, whether or not vampires dream, because I guess it boils down to, are you sleeping or do you die like in, you know, in Vampire Diaries or uh, not Vampire Diaries, um, True Blood or the Anita Blake series, like the vampires essentially die and then come back when it's time to arise. Religious items. We never see this, whether it's a church or a mosque or uh, whatever. We see no religious items at all in this. So I have no idea. Rules. Okay, so we don't know if she needs to be invited in because the two apartments that she goes to, she goes to Ati's place and she goes to Saeed's place and both times she's invited in. So we don't know if she has to be or, you know, we all invite people in, right? So I don't know if that's just them being being uh, polite or if she needs to be invited in. It's never, there's no big issue made out of it. Also, we see her putting on makeup but it's a POV, so like the camera would be the mirror. So we actually don't know if she's using a mirror. We don't know if she casts a reflection or if she's just been doing her makeup for so long that she doesn't need to look in a mirror. I don't know. I have no idea. We don't get to see that. 
Um, this is one of those vampire films that makes it very, very hard for me to break it down. I, I had to really pay attention because there's not a lot given to us. Powers. Well, we know that she's fast because we see someone running from her and then she shows up in front of them. You know, that old chestnut. So we know that she's very fast. We know that she's strong because she pulls Hossein from the bed by his ankle and like throws him. So she's pretty strong. She also drags him dead all by herself, which is very strong. Not that I've ever pulled a dead body, but you know, <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, that's it. Uh, we don't know if she is immortal or ageless because we have no idea how old she is. Um, we don't know. She looks like she's in her 20s, but has she been in her 20s for a thousand years? I have no idea. That is never mentioned. She doesn't have mind control, but there was one thing. She was talking to this little boy out on the street and she was like scaring the shit out of this little boy. And I don't know if she was like doing it to be bad. I actually think I addressed this in the good, good or evil part. I think that she's trying to scare him so that he won't be outside at night by himself anymore, which boy is super stupid. Um, but her voice warps at one point. She's like, I will be watching you and her voice warps. So I did catch that. How are they made? Never addressed. How do they die? Never addressed. Heartbeat or breathing? Never addressed. Like, you know nothing about this vampire. Pretty much nothing. It makes my job very hard. Are they good or are they bad? Okay, so let's talk about this. The first person we see her kill is a drug dealing pimp who treats his girls like shit. Okay. Oh man, I've cursed a lot on this one. I'm going to have to like put an explicit warning. I don't know. It's the tea. I think it's the caffeine. <laughs> Vampire Tea Company, if you're watching, I don't know. This is, this tea is making me a little sassy. I don't usually curse this much. I mean, I do curse this much, but not on here. Normally I can hold it down, but I think this guilty pleasures is like bringing something a little saucy out of me. Um, so at first, after she kills Saeed, I think, okay, well, she only kills bad people, but then she scares this little boy and takes his skateboard, which like, I'm not judging, but, um, but I think that she's doing it to scare him into not putting himself in danger. And she says like, be a good boy. Cause I'll be watching you. And so I'm not sure what her purpose is. Then she meets Arash and this boy is not only lost, but he is baked. Okay. He's baked. And she could take advantage of him. She doesn't. She actually sits him on the skateboard and then like pushes him down the street. It's so freaking cute. So I'm like, okay, maybe she's a good, pro that's like a really nice thing to do. But she does take him back to her place, which I'm like, uh-oh. Um, but she fights the instinct to feed. So there's something about him that she's like kind of falling for. And then they sort of like hug and slow dance. Like I said, like a middle school dance. So so she needs to feed, right? She has to eat. The next person she kills is this like heroin addicted guy who she sees in bed with Ati, who she's befriended. And Ati has said like, I hate doing this. I hate doing this job. So I think she thinks she's protecting Ati when she kills this guy. So yeah, she's killing people, but she has to, and then she steals from her victims, which you have to, to like pay the rent, right? So I guess in this world, vampires are like humans. You choose if you're going to be good or bad. Sometimes you do bad things for good reasons, good things for bad reasons, you know, 
it's complicated. You do what you have to to survive. Tropes I love and tropes I hate. Okay. I love the lonely vampire who's been alone for a really long time and thinks she'll never open herself up again and then finds a human who she falls in love with. I know it's super problematic in reality. However, I am a little bit of a romantic. I'm kind of a sucker for this. And it was very well done in this. And I was like really rooting them on. So <laughs> I like that one. I don't know. Tropes I hate. I honestly couldn't think of one for this one. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, first off, there's not a whole lot to grip onto when it comes to the vampire. You don't get a lot. But there was really no tropes in this that I was like, oh, they did that again. Nah, not at all. All right, we are zooming through this. Let's get to the ratings. Everyone's favorite. How scary or evil is the girl in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? She is strong and she is fast. Now, I have no clue if she is killable or not, because that is never ever addressed. For all I know, she can't be killed or she's super easy to kill. I have no idea. I'm assuming the sun is gonna hurt her because she makes a point to not be out in the sun. Other than that, I know nothing about her. I know that she kills and when she chooses to kill, she doesn't seem to have any remorse about it. She steals, um, but also she's really sweet to the cat. She loves Arash. So she does have morals and it doesn't seem like there's many of them, although I, I cannot, you know, a lot of times on this podcast, I'm like, I feel confident in saying I don't, I have no idea in this world how many vampires are around. So it made it tough, but you know, I'm committed to the rating system. So I did the math and we got three out of 10 stakes to the heart for scariness and evil. I don't think she's particularly evil. I do think, however, she could definitely F you up. Moving on. How sexy or alluring is the girl in A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? She is very, very pretty. And she clearly can love because she obviously loves Arash and she obviously has fondness for Ati and the cat. She doesn't have any kind of particular allure. I mean, Saeed is super into her and you can tell he's trying to get it on, but he, he is a horrible person and he seems like somebody who would, who's not very choosy. I'm just saying, um, we never see her do anything even remotely sexual. So for all I know, she's eight, she doesn't even care about sex. I have no idea. Her and Arash never even kiss. So I, I don't know if she has a libido at all. Again, there's just not much to go on with this one. So when I'm in a bind, I ask myself, are they more scary or are they more sexy? And in this, she is scarier than she is sexual. So two out of 10 onks for sexiness and allure. Yes, those are two very low scores. Um, last week I had some low scores, but that was just because of the nature of the vampire itself. This week is because there's just not that much. I mean, like she's just there. She's not super sexy. She's not super evil. She's just present. And I think that was the whole point is that the vampires were supposed to be relatable. I don't know. They're just supposed to be there. Like, I think it was not supposed to be a very big over the top character. I think it was just meant to be another thing on this earth. That's just trying to survive. 
my thoughts. If the writer director ever listens to this, please reach out to me because I would love, love, love to have a conversation. I would love to pick your brain. Um, I, for my own purposes, was so thrilled to see a Persian film um, and a Persian vampire um, for my own personal reasons. And so this was so exciting to see. And when I heard Elijah Wood was behind it, I was like, it's, it's worth a watch. Anything Elijah Wood is attached to horror wise. I'm like, I am so freaking in on this one. Just like I know if Justin Long is in it, he's probably not going to fare well. So, <laughs> all right. My thoughts. I have had this one on my radar forever. I know I said that last week with Kronos. This is another one that I was like, I felt so much shame that I had not sat down to watch it yet because, um, you know, it's one of those ones as a vampire film buff. Uh, it was one of those that I was like, why haven't I watched this yet? There's so many times I was going to sit down and watch it. And I don't know. So I read this. I'm going on a complete tangent right now, but I read somewhere that people who have high stress or anxiety, when they get into these places in their life where they feel very out of control, they go back to the same 10 shows or the same 10 movies because it gives them comfort because they know that they know what's going to happen. You know, there's nothing unseen or unknown. So I don't know, maybe I always ended up being distracted, turning on something I know. Uh, but that being said with this podcast, I have the opportunity every week to watch a new movie and I have to watch a new movie. So I don't know why I waited so long to do this one, but I'm glad I did it when I did. Um, the day I watched it, it was actually Eid. So it was perfect to watch a Persian vampire film. Uh, it, I, I wanted to do it kind of like in celebration of Eid. So, okay. So I finally sat down and watched it. It is shot in black and white. It's very beautiful to watch. Um, the pacing reminds me very much of Only Lovers Left Alive, if you've seen that one. It's the same kind of pacing. That's why I said don't be stressed out. Same thing with Kronos. Like, if the reading the subtitles and watching, the, it's okay because it goes at a nice pace where you don't feel like it's too much coming in at one time. So, very well done. This is one of those vampire films that feels like an art project. It, it feels like an art piece. It feels like I, I want to, um, like, you know, when you ever stare at a piece of art and you're like, I, I know that I'm supposed to get something from this. Did I get the right thing? You kind of get your own thing from it. That's what this feels like. The vampire really is not the center of the story. This story is about Arash. And so it was a, it was a wonderful story. And my heart just broke for him with his father. And he's just trying so hard to do the right thing. And and of course the cat, I was very attached to the cat as well. I'm very glad I watched it. I do recommend that if you like vampires and, and you want something different, please watch this. Please sit down and watch this. It's not exactly creative. Um, it, it's the same kind of story that we see with the vampire, but the people around the vampire is what really makes the film. Um, if you're one of those people who has a partner or somebody you love that doesn't necessarily love vampire films, but they do love good films, especially foreign films, art films, this is one that you guys can watch together. Um, it is the only Persian vampire film, so that was very exciting so far. Written and directed by a woman, which I'm like, yes, 
Yes, and I want this. I want vampires from all over the world and from different cultures. I want vampires in hijabs. I want vampires in, you know, I want to see different things. I love this. I want to see representation because we know that vampires are in every country. We've talked about this. The stories have been around since the dawn of time in every country. So I want to see more of that. I also want to see vampires doing things like listening to music and skateboarding. Like not all vampires are going to hang out at trendy bars pretending to drink red wine until their next victim comes up to them and they leave the bar together. Not every vampire is going to be like that, right? So I'd love to see different representations, different hobbies, different enjoyments, different loves. And those of you who have read my books, you'll you'll know about Reese and his love of music. So seeing the girl and her love of music, I was like, I am so here for this. Um, I found an art print that was inspired by this movie that I will be ordering. I will be adding it to the vampire wall. I really need to get a bigger wall. I got to figure out how to get all this stuff up. But I will be ordering it and putting it up because I do think this movie is one to talk about. I think that it deserves to be up on my wall. That was like when I watched Only Lovers Left Alive. Again, I don't know why I waited so long to watch that one. And once I watched it, I was like, that something from this movie needs to be on my wall. So I'll be ordering that and I follow me on Instagram and I'll post a picture when it shows up. I don't know if I'll add this one to my rotation of vampire films that I watch again and again and again, but I wouldn't be surprised if one day I sit down and watch it again. Um, next week, we're going to do something that's family friendly. I wanted something different. You know, we did Shadow of a Vampire and Kronos and uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. These are all award-winning films, very well done. I wanted something that was a little more silly, a little brighter, a little lighter. So we will be doing Cirque de Freak, The Vampire's Assistant, which was based on some YA novels. So I'll be watching that one and I'll be doing that one. And I believe it's on Amazon Prime. For a long time, it was on Netflix for free. So shame on me for not taking advantage. Um, but now it is $3.99 to rent on Prime, I believe. But that is what we will be talking about next week. In the meantime, uh, you know, go check out my social media to see what I'm up to. I don't need to talk about myself all the time. I'm going to get to editing. I am going to drink the crap out of this because I am loving this and I don't know what it's tapped into, but man, I'm feeling like, I don't know, I'm feeling a little bad right now. So I'm going to go get some editing done and then we'll see what I get myself up to. And if you want to know, you're going to have to follow me on social media. All right, everybody. I love you all so, so much. I hope I see you in June. In the meantime, I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.